107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, September the 20th. And with that, uh, a little bit of everything this morning. Of course, uh, the uh, Saints don't play again till Sunday, but uh, in the meantime, uh, Oh, some interesting stories coming around. Uh, Louisiana High School Athletic Association, they had a meeting to uh, pending uh, yesterday with regards to uh, eligibilities uh, of kids uh, transferring from schools. Of course, the big one uh, out there, uh, the court date, I think, is sometime uh, next month with regards to the playoff system and what's going to take place in that regard. Also, Joe Burrow, you know, he came back and played uh, the last couple of weeks, but uh, there's talk that maybe uh, he's re-injured his uh, calf, and um, now uh, who knows uh, what's going to take place with him. We'll have a little story on that. And the originator of the Manning Passing Me Academy, uh, Buddy Tevens, passed away yesterday uh, in a, a solemn note that he was uh, in a uh, bicycle accident riding his bike down in St. Augustine, Florida with a family vacation and hit by a truck and uh, uh, lost his leg in the meantime over a period of uh, months, but uh, came back and uh, tried to make a, a go of it. But Buddy uh, passed away uh, last evening, knew him well, too, uh, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Buddy uh, Teevings. He was the one that put the Manning Passing Academy together back in the early 90s, uh, and it's flourished since then over at Nichols State University. Elsewhere, too, we'll have a couple high school coaches on this morning at uh, 7.30 and also 7.45. And uh, with that, of course, are always uh, today in sports history and also high school football games on tap. Just one game on tap tonight. And uh, a few games uh, Friday, but uh, in the meantime, yeah, there's a game tonight. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, Lorville plays. Uh, no, that's tomorrow night. Oh yeah, today's Wednesday. Excuse me, yeah. Hump Day. That is correct. And we've got a Katiana Christian tomorrow too. That's correct. And from Generate. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, well, in the meantime, the Louisiana uh, High School Athletic Association they met uh, and they're pending a decision. Uh, don't know why they couldn't come to an agreement over that. Uh, the executive committee moved uh, swiftly. A little commentary from member schools. The first day of the two-day fall meeting uh, was not one of them. But Tuesday's meeting opened with a large group of coaches and administrators representing parochial and magnet schools voicing opposition and concerns about uh, a new Louisiana High School Athletic Association bylaw change that limits eligibility for incoming ninth-grade students at their schools. The three Baton Rouge schools area athletic directors, uh, 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 Ben De Palma of Catholic, uh, Randy Richard uh, of Episcopal, and Aaron Hart of St. Joseph's Academy, were among the speakers during the meeting held at the uh, high school athletic office. Meanwhile, after the speakers finished, the committee went to executive session for the remainder of its nearly four-hour meeting for discussion, also to handle a series of appeals. Uh, of course, Executive Director Eddie Bonine said that any decision on the bylaw would happen during the Wednesday meeting that began at 9 a.m. Uh, yesterday, or today, excuse me, and the uh, office. They're also complaining about the same thing, which is the removal of the bylaw that has to do with the students in the same school system. Uh, Bonine said, uh, we've had uh, a JV participation rule for those students, and when I do eligibility, I don't yell down to the hall and say, would you like to see if Eddie Bonine's high school has a JV swimming or not, and then if they don't, uh, rule them eligible for varsity athlete, and that's not the rule that's in place. So uh, anyway, good arguments were given. They all came well prepared. They all argued that they should have certain feeder schools the committee wants, uh, the network, and uh, talk about uh, during dinner and make decision tomorrow, which is today at the end of that day. Of course, the uh, big one, though, um, the Louisiana High School member schools voted 195 to 174 to remove the phrase same school system from the eligibility bylaws. And uh, I was always under the understanding that you saw a lot of kids so they could play high school sports if they transferred to another school. They would try to do it uh, before they began their high school uh, enrolling in their a four-year high school, they usually try to uh, enter their children in uh, uh, the seventh or eighth grade so they'd be eligible to play uh, varsity sports as a freshman. And, uh, of course, Cattle Parish and Lafayette High School were the public schools that helped open the discussion. All public school students in the state have an option to be eligible at a school as a freshman. Uh, De Palma said, all we are asking for is that our students have the same uh, 
option. Meanwhile, uh, the Louisiana High School Athletic Association is built on a spirit of parochial schools and public schools working together to do best what they can for all students. The impact of the rule on many girls' sports and minor sports was noted. St. Louis Catholic Principal Mia Tuchek noted that the change will make it impossible for her Class 3A school to field a varsity softball team. And uh, Anyway, it's uh, another incident uh, with high school sports. Of course, we're waiting uh, with the injunction that was put in place by the nine schools with regard to uh, the uh, playoff system that uh, is at hand. And last year, correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't know what type of playoff system they would have until October of last year, sometime in October. And it uh, came about uh, with the uh, definition of select and non-select. Of course, uh, an injunction was put in sometime in July and granted by a judge in Baton Rouge, uh, waiting for the outcome of the trial of that to see what uh, takes place. Of course, high school coaches dealing right now with the schedule at hand, uh, with they have their remaining uh, seven games uh, throughout the system. And uh, uh, some coaches upset with it. Some just say, uh, let me know who I'm going to play. So uh, in the meantime, We'll see what takes place, of course, with this rule, with uh, the transfer students, uh, a lot of transfers. We saw last week a quarterback. I, I, I still don't know what this issue is all about. Uh, basically, it's about uh, whether or not uh, kids can transfer within the same system and uh, be eligible right away. And, but, and but if they're incoming freshmen, where are they coming from? Uh, they're coming from a school outside the district. You with me? I, I'm... I cannot believe that's an issue. It, uh, you see it now. They had a meeting about it and this discussion. And as I mentioned earlier, you always wanted to enter your child. If you wanted him to play sports at a certain school that maybe was outside. Put him in uh, that uh, feeder school in the I mean, if he's grade. eligible to go to the school in the first place and you're starting there, because I assume in large part you're starting at a school as a freshman. Well, if you come from outside the district, you're not eligible to play. In other words, even um, if you moved into the district, that's not necessarily the case in select and not select. That's what the whole issue is all about now. They're screaming about. And uh, hopefully we'll see some of the bearings, uh, fruits from that uh, coming in. Uh, I guess October is when they're going to have this. I think the meeting or the uh, I guess the ruling for the judge or whether or not that's going to pass and they're going to go back to where they were. Well, that's a different issue. Though. It is. It is. But uh, it, it's. You know, if they're going to meet about this, why can't they meet about uh, exactly? You know, the same. But issue. again, it's just the executive committee. It's not the the correct. all the principals meeting. That's correct. But that that can be done by phone or uh, with today with uh, send in uh, an email out and re- anyway response. Anyway, uh, with that, but just issues. Uh, anyway, of course, Dartmouth head football coach, as I mentioned uh, in the opening, Buddy Tevens uh, passed away yesterday. Uh, of course, he was in a horrific bicycle accident on vacation down in, uh, I think, during the, maybe the spring break down in St. Augustine, Florida. And uh, Buddy Tevens, uh, he won a lot of credibility. Of course, Buddy Tevens uh, was at Tulane for five years, knew him well, had a big uh, Tabasco bottle uh, with uh, uh, his name printed on it uh, up there at the Tabasco Company. He kept it. I don't know how many ounces it was. It wasn't one of the smaller ones, but he kept it uh, near and dear to him. Uh, and he was the one that initiated the Manning Passing Academy back in the early 90s while he was at Tulane. And, of course, the campus at Tulane just uh, could not contain the uh, – the numbers of uh, young quarterbacks uh, that wanted to participate in the Manning Passing Academy. And uh, in the meantime, uh, they had to move to Nickel State sometime in the mid to late 90s, I do believe. And uh, whereas it exploded uh, this past year from understanding uh, from a few coaches, they had to turn down kids. I mean, it got to the point they didn't have the dormitory room down in uh, Thibodeau to put up all these uh, young people who wanted to come to the Manning Passing Academy. And uh, and it's just uh, high school coaches across the uh, state and, uh, I guess, the country uh, attending the, that Passing Academy as instructors, also college quarterbacks down there helping some of these high school kids uh, with that. But Buddy Tevens, uh been at Dartmouth since 2005, uh, was at Dartmouth previously 
in the late 80s. He was an all-Ivy League player, Ivy League player of the year at Dartmouth, led him to a, a conference championship, uh, ended up uh, coaching at Dartmouth, then was hired at Tulane for five years, moved from uh, Tulane uh, when he was let go in 96, and most of the kids on that uh, 98 team he recruited uh, Sean King uh, the rest of that crowd he recruited on that team uh, Patrick Ramsey was another one uh, with that and uh, in the meantime uh, Tevens uh, was an assistant coach for Steve Spurrier at Florida for a few years then got the head coaching job at Stanford that didn't work out moved back to Dartmouth where he's been at Dartmouth since 2005 going 117 and 101 uh, won three uh, five, won five Ivy League titles during his coaching career at his alma mater. Uh, will be missed. Uh, he also was a big-time advocate, too, Jeff, on uh, uh, player safety. Yes. He was the one that built those donuts that uh, for tackling purposes, uh, to, uh, instead of uh, tackling your own uh, uh, players. And uh, he, of course, had lost his leg due to that accident. And uh, I can remember, buddy, when uh, I had some uh, uh, issues of my own, he uh, – he uh, he would get in there, and if the kids were uh, going to paint something or change something in the locker rooms, I mean, Buddy was in there with the kids painting just like everybody else. I mean, uh, just very energetic. Would uh, Kids would see him running around campus. He was a big-time jogger, health, uh, health nut, and uh, just a, a, a yeah, peach of a guy. Saw him where he lettered in hockey also. That's right. He was not just a football star at Dartmouth. Yeah, and Dartmouth was also, uh, I think, third in the country uh, – uh, with the uh, hockey, uh, uh, I guess, poll. Uh, didn't know if he played in the, what they call it, the Frozen Four, I think, in uh, college for hockey. But uh, just an excellent athlete, just a great guy. And uh, uh, had stayed in touch with him lately, uh, but uh, tried to send him a kid from Westgate years ago, uh, an all-state linebacker who had like a 34 in his ACT. And uh kid would have been an ideal for – but. Uh, just uh, did take to it. Just uh, Buddy and them uh, talked to him about coming up there. And, uh, of course, the Ivy Leagues don't have scholarships, but they have aid pay. And uh, he would have qualified for probably 80 90% aid pay. And uh, But he ended up deciding not to uh, play collegiate football, went on to uh, his academic career and, uh, and did well for himself uh, in the meantime. But uh, Buddy Tevens, uh, just a, a peach of a guy, came to New Iberia m- many times, uh, uh, to meet with kids and all, and uh, uh, I even think I'm trying to remember if Jamal, no, I was thinking Jamal Jones at Catholic High who won the 100 meters one year uh, in the state track meet. Uh, he played at Tulane, but I don't think Buddy recruited him uh, in that regard. So, uh, anyway, just uh, someone that uh, uh, he will be missed, uh, uh, thought of uh, a lot, and had a lot of folks that he was tight with. I know Frank Monica was a dear friend, Coach Frank Monica, who's uh, retired from uh, – uh, St. Charles Catholic. Uh, he was on Tevens' staff for many years. In the meantime, uh, other news around the uh, state uh, uh, as we're going to have the two coaches on uh, later on uh, this morning. Uh, Coach uh, Rick Hudson, uh, also Artie Lauza from uh, Delcom and uh, Highland Baptist. Uh, in the meantime, as I mentioned, Joe Burrow gives bad news on an injured calf. Of course, the NFL season hasn't gotten off to the kind of starts the Bengals were hoping for. They're now 0-2 and losing to the division rival uh, Ravens last week. And even though Sunday's performance against the Ravens was a much better one against the Browns in week one, Bengals are still struggling to get back to their form as a legitimate Super Bowl contender in the AFC. And if, if things weren't bad enough, the Bengals' uh, two straight losses, uh, Joe Burrow tweaked the, the calf that he injured during training camp in the loss to the Ravens. And according to uh, uh, the NFL Network, Burrow said he tweaked his calf and admitted it's pretty sore at the moment, which is obviously not a great sign for the Bengals moving forward. Calf strains like hamstring strains can be tricky injuries that can uh, flare up like this at any moment, even if it seems like the injury is fully healed. And that may be the case here with Burrow, though, uh, Joe, uh, which could become a persistent problem throughout the uh, year this year and significant concern for the Bengals and their hopes to contend for a title this season. In week two against the Ravens, he Burrow threw for 222 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, which is a vast improvement from week one when he only threw for a career-low 82 yards against the Browns. And it's unfortunate that uh, Burrow's calf injury would flare up and it seemed like he was getting back on track as the Bengals uh, uh, only lost to the Ravens about three. But, Jeff, you know as well as I do, those type injuries, uh, 
they can be nagging injuries, uh, just like a turf toe and uh, those other injuries you don't think are major, but uh, they can add up. Of course, uh, Burrow and company, uh, I'm trying to remember who they played this weekend uh, in action uh, uh, with uh, the uh, Bengals. Uh, having They've a, got the Rams. Yeah, the Rams of all people. And the Rams come to, I believe, uh, 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 Cincinnati for a ball game. Of course, the Rams playing pretty good football right it's now. It's a Monday night game, by the way. It is a Monday night game. So uh, uh, we'll see what Joe Burrow looks like or if they'll uh, maybe hold him out. I don't think so. I don't see him being listed as uh, doubtful. He's uh, questionable uh, for the game. So uh, we'll see what transpires there. Meanwhile, elsewhere in uh, in sports, uh, before we take our first break uh, with that, just looking over some numbers here uh uh, with uh, that, uh, of course, uh, Padres nearly pitched a combined no-hitter uh, last night against the Rockies, losing on a single with no outs in the ninth. Elsewhere, this uh, the fourth time in uh, 10 days that the team has lost a no-hitter bid in the ninth inning or so. Three Brewers combined for 10 uh, no-hit innings against the Yankees before losing in that bid. Uh, a few, uh, I guess on the 13th they lost. Uh, four Astros combined uh, back on September 13th to for eight no-hit innings against the A's before losing uh, it with uh, one out in the ninth and uh, you end up winning 6-2. The Rockies on September 15th, three Rockies combined for eight no-hit innings against the Giants before losing a bid with no outs in the ninth inning. And uh, last night, two Padres combined for eight no-hit innings against the Rockies before losing the bid and a mini drought in 2021. There were record nine no-hitters in 2021. And over the past two seasons, there have been a combined eight. Meanwhile, uh, last night, Jeff, the, the Cubs, the Brewers won, but the Cubs uh, come back strong last night as they uh, uh, beat uh, – I'm trying to remember who they played last they, night. They beat the Pirates, and yeah. they, they've beaten them nine out of ten times this year. They're now ten out of eleven times this year. They've do- And, and I, I said yesterday, they need to dominate in this series, and they – uh, went through about an hour and a half rain delay at Wrigley. Um, started a little later than I was hoping, but uh, they pounded the Cubs. Uh, had a couple of big rookie performances, and um, hopefully it bodes well. Uh, they did pick up a game on the Reds, which was good. Uh, the Reds lost to the Twins, so um, they they've got a little cushion b- between uh, them and the Reds. Unfortunately, the Diamondbacks. Uh, kept pace uh, they uh, beat the giants eight to four game i was watching a little bit of uh, as well and the phillies uh, arizona and the cubs right now sitting uh in the wild court spots over in the american league it's tampa bay toronto and seattle so some change there of course seattle is tied with texas i should mention but the cubs uh so far half game behind them are miami cincinnati's a full game then uh giants with three with uh, approximately 10 12 games left on the season so uh it's going to be a dogfight uh, for the six teams that qualify for the playoffs. In the meantime, time to take our first break this morning here on Bayou Sports as uh, we bring on the coaches respectively in the next uh, two segments. So uh, with that, stay tuned. We'll have more here on Bayou Sports, FM 107.5, AM 1240, right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49. Because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And uh, high school, as we try to uh, get one of the coaches online with us right now. Uh, in the meantime, uh, high school football week four schedule. Uh, Thursday night, I, I thought today was Thursday for a moment. We we're in a hump day, uh, Wednesday, as uh, Lauraville. The Tigers, as uh, Coach uh, Martin was on with us yesterday, uh, talked about Lauraville Tigers uh, heading to North of Maiden to play a pretty good football team. Uh, with that, that game will be tomorrow night, 7 o'clock uh, kickoff. Uh, with that, other games in the area Friday night, uh, New Iberia High journeys to uh, Southside to play uh, the Sharks in, in a big district game. As most teams uh, this week, uh, district uh, is back on top for those teams that have uh, basically maybe seven teams in their district. But well, uh, for Nish, I mean, this is their third district game already. Yeah, uh, amazing that uh, they've already played Sam Houston and last week Acadiana. Uh, Jackets need to turn it around. Of course, they'll face a pretty good Southside team uh, 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 Friday night. Uh, at uh, And Southside, again, is playing their games. Uh, last year they played in St. Martinville. This year I'm still, uh, still in St. Martinville. Anyway, with that, of course, uh, uh, other games in the area. Another big one here in New Iberia, uh, St. Martinville. The Tigers traveled to Westgate to take on the Westgate Tigers. And Coach Ryan Antoine, uh, with that, uh, should be a pretty good pretty good ball game as we had uh, Coach Antoine on Monday explaining that uh, St. Martinville has a good running back, I think, by the name of uh, Stephen Blanco, a wide receiver, Cullen, who uh, committed to Arizona State. Blanco's committed to UL. Uh, we'll see. Of course, Westgate has a few players of their own. Uh, one of the defensive linemen uh, has committed to LSU. Elsewhere, Erath will uh, try to knock Vermillion Catholic off as uh, the Bobcats take on the Screaming Eagles over in Abbeville. Of course, Leesville will be at Catholic High with their fine running back, Xavier uh, Ford, who last year ran for 280 yards against Catholic High as a sophomore. So Panthers need to brace up, get after him. Also, Lake Arthur, uh, I have here, will be at Delcom. Uh, elsewhere, Generette travels to Centerville. The Tigers, uh, Generette Tigers, are 3-0 and in the year and uh, have done a great job so far. Last year, made the playoffs, had a home playoff game for the first time in many years. And uh, good luck to the Generette Tigers as they look to go 4-0 and in the year. Uh, other games of interest around the area, of course, Lafayette will be at Acadiana. Uh, Catholic High Baton Rouge will go be in Lafayette to take on St. Thomas Moore. Of course, Catholic High, I think this year already has two losses uh, in that regard. So uh, Catholic High, always a fine uh, 5A team. So that'll be a, uh, an outstanding uh, uh, game uh, if you want a journey to Lafayette to see uh, two powerhouses play. Elsewhere, Beauchene is at Abbeville, other local uh, teams to see at Crowley. Uh, elsewhere, Lafayette Christian will be up in Ruston to take on the the uh, Bearcats uh, in a big ball game up there. Uh, elsewhere, games in our area, Raina Kaplan, Notre Dame will be at Father Turlings, or Turlings Catholic. Uh, other games of note in our area, Gaydon at East Beauregard. Also, uh, I want to say Highland uh, Baptist is going to be at uh, going to be at Hanson uh, for that game. I was trying to think. Yes. yes, they'll travel to take on the Tigers at Hanson Memorial. Of course, again, uh, hopefully uh, uh, we had uh, tried to get uh, Coach uh, Rick Hudson on the line, uh, trying to see if we can reach him in this segment, Jeff. But uh, right now, uh, the Bears zero and three on the year, trying to shake that loose as they take on uh, Hanson. Uh, with that uh, previously losing to Homer Christian, Hamilton Christian, and St. John last week up there. Uh, they journey again. Of course, Coach uh, uh, Hudson, of his first uh, 
six game uh yeah six games five of them on the road uh he plays covenant christian back in uh in october 13th and centerville uh again on the 27th and central catholic at home on november 3rd so uh only had uh, four home games this year. Had to travel. Goes to Maryville after uh, Han- uh, goes to Vermillion Catholic after Hanson, then uh, to Maryville. So of his first six games, the Bears have uh, five of them on the road. Wow, uh, interesting at that. Elsewhere uh, in um, in sports, hopefully uh, we can get to uh, uh, Coach uh, Hudson in a few moments. Uh, we have uh, Audi Laos is scheduled for uh, seven forty-five. Uh, with that, but uh, in other sports uh, around the uh, uh, the globe, the NFL, Major League Baseball, uh, cities doing both. The Orioles and the Ravens mascots all smiles. When it comes to local sports, there are a few better combinations in mid-September than contending baseball team and an unbeaten football team. And uh, it's pretty excited up in Baltimore right now as uh, the Orioles have been down for a while. The Ravens have been very competitive. So where it stands right now, seven of the nine undefeated NFL teams have a major league team in their city in the metro area, and that has either clinched or a playoff spot or still has a chance to do so. Philadelphia, after two runner-up finishes last year, the Eagles and Phillies, first in the wild card, seek revenge. Baltimore, I love the way the Orioles play, said uh, Ravens coach John Harbaugh, and I see a lot of us in them and them in us, and they're gritty. The 49ers are a title co-favorites, uh, and the Giants are three games back in the wild card, third wild card spot. Atlanta Falcons are 2-0 for the first time since 2017. The Braves are playoff bound for the sixth straight year. Miami Dolphins are the class of the AFC East and have the new MVP favorite, and the Marlins are only a half a game out of the third wild card spot. Meanwhile, Dallas and Arlington, the Cowboys have dominated in their first two weeks. The Rangers are tied with the Mariners for the uh, third wild card and uh, spot. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay, the Bucks are the surprise team of the NFL, and the Rays have already secured a playoff spot. So, uh, Anyway, the uh, only unbeaten NFL teams without a major league contender or in their backyard are the Saints with no major league team and the Commanders, who are the Nationals, in last place right now. Uh, With that, the uh, NFL power rankings are out. The 49ers and the Eagles remain atop of our NFL power ratings compiled uh, uh, each week. So uh, where it stands, the 2-0 Saints jump four spots into the top ten with uh, 0-2 Bengals dropped uh, six spots out of the top ten. Of course, the Buccaneers up seven, where this week's biggest riser was. The Chargers are down seven and were the biggest uh, faller. Meanwhile, it's the 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, all NFC teams, by the way. The Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins, Ravens are all AFC teams or the fourth through uh, seventh seeds. The Lions come in at eighth, the Saints ninth, and the Browns tenth. Meanwhile, the Jaguars, Bengals, Seahawks, Packers, and Steelers round out the 11 to 15 and 16 to 20 of the Falcons, Commanders, Buccaneers, Titans, Patriots, 21 to 25, the Chargers, Jets, Vikings, Giants, Rams, 26 to uh, 32, the Raiders, the Colts at 27th, the Broncos at 28th, at 29th are the Panthers, the Texans at 30th, followed by the Cardinals and the Bears, Jeff, uh, at 32 right now. And Chicago is the first team in NFL history to lose 12 straight games while lying 25-plus points in each. The last time the Bears won Week 7 last year, the 2022 Major League season was still in progress. So uh, with that, so uh, also uh, elsewhere, just looking around on this date, uh, uh, in the, back in 1968, uh, I'm not jumping in today in sports, but in this date, 1968, Mickey Mantle hit his 536 and final home run, ending his career trailing only Babe Ruth and Willie Mays on the all-time list. He now ranks 18th on that list when he retired in 68. Did, did he play that game knowing it was his last? That's I don't know that answer, but I do know this. He said... Uh, when he retired his last year, he had a, a lifetime batting average of 298. And he made the comment if he knew that he would struggle his last couple of years, that he would have retired a couple of years earlier to maintain that 300 average throughout his lifetime. That was one regret he had about playing an extra year or two uh, in the major leagues. I think his last year he hit maybe 230. Not, not to mention those were some lean years for the Yankees, Ooh, too. Yeah, after that 64 season, the Yankees didn't win another pennant until 12 years later in 76 when Chris Chambliss hit that big home run. 
Elsewhere in this day, if you can remember this, 50 years ago, 50 years, I remember this. Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs uh, had the Battle of the Sexes over in the Astrodome. ESPN had a thing on that last night. I Did they? To, uh, on occasion, just a recollection of it. Uh, a lot of folks think uh, Bobby Riggs, uh, who had some debt, uh, tanked. Uh, and, I'm, and that isn't to discredit Billie Jean King no. and her talents. Uh, I mean, she proved what she could do in uh, her sport. But uh, there were a lot of folks who suggested Bobby Riggs. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. Riggs was uh, something. But, you know, during his day, he was a heck of a tennis player uh, 30 years earlier. And, uh, of course, he had beaten uh, uh, Margaret Court, who was the number one ranked woman in the world, I think, and embarrassed her a few months earlier. And, of course, just his uh, jargon, just uh, talking up that match and all. But, uh, yeah, if I had to bet, I'd and, say. And he probably wasn't the, the – chauvinist pig that he acted like he that did. was probably an act too you, you remember him ju- i don't know if you watched that match i did jumping over the net uh ending the match to shake billy jean's hand <laughs> of course Jill- billy jean moffett her brother was a heck of a baseball pitcher back in the day with the giants yeah randy yeah uh with that so uh in the meantime uh i remember that being on the ba- back of his baseball card uh, that he was uh the brother to billy jean yeah yes uh with that uh Anyway, uh, with uh, anyway, some other things to watch. Of course, the Mets and the Marlins on uh, Fox One tonight. Uh, the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Game. Yes. Huge game, Mets and Marlins. What, yeah. what kind of dog are they picking up with that uh, <laughs> national broadcast? Good question. Good question. Of course, on Prime, uh, it's the uh, yeah, Blue Jays at the Yankees at seven. Uh, elsewhere, uh, just looking around uh, with uh, some of these sports stories. Uh, Anyway, uh, they're talking about uh, which city should host the World Cup final. USA fans, uh, uh, the candidates to host the 2026 World Cup have been narrowed down to, you ready, Dallas, Arlington, Los Angeles, New York, New Jersey. So uh, we'll see what takes place. Of course, uh, uh, Dallas uh, has AT&T Stadium, a huge stadium. Of course, the Sci-Fi Stadium out in Los Angeles and New York, uh, the MetLife Stadium uh, in New York. And uh uh, they were just curious to see about uh, none, none of that. those with natural grass, so they'd have to import that. Yeah, that's true. Didn't think about that because yeah, you just don't see them playing on turf today in that regard uh, uh, for uh, uh, games. So uh, in the meantime, uh, just trying to look up some other uh, stories here on uh, with sports. Of course, uh, with uh, the NFL. Um, Anyway, how did a field goal uh, bet lead to a $20 million sports book payout? Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook paid out $20 million to bettors that took advantage of a unique p- prop bet on NFL field goals on Sunday. Uh, as uh, one fellow by the name of uh, David, uh, I want to say Purdom, uh, with that, uh, uh, I got something else here on my notes uh, to look at that. Uh, yeah, the buzz in the betting community began early Sunday morning when bettors discovered the value on an unusual long-shot NFL prop bet. The bet every team in the 12 afternoon games to make at least one field goal. Those odds were 200 to 1. Uh, by kickoff, the early games, more than 21,000 bets have been placed on the field goal prop. Almost all of them were small in stature, 5 or $10, although there were a few of the larger variety. Regardless, Paying out a 200 on every $1 bet is up quickly. Late Sunday afternoon when the Giants kicker uh, Graham Jano lined a, uh, for a 34-yard field goal with 19 seconds left against the Cardinals, FanDuel found itself on the hook for over $20 million and one of the sportsbook's largest payouts ever on a long-shot NFL prop bet. And at 7, 7 a.m. Uh, Sunday, a member of the popular sports betting Discord, uh, Gold Boys, flagged the field goal prop bet as something to consider. And uh, with that, uh, it came through and happened with that. So uh, just amazing. Uh, a 201 shot, small bets, but uh, they came through. And uh, typically the odds are between 16 to 1 and uh, 1,800 to 1. And uh, with that, but they paid out over $20 million. Saw saw something yesterday, too, on Twitter, and I'm looking to see if I I can find it now, and I doubt I will throughout uh, the Twitterverse. But a guy had a 16-point parlay, had had to pick 16 different things, a $20 bet. He nailed all 16, 
and won more than three hundred thousand so, dollars. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Amazing. But but again, you know that's that's tough to to do just a small bet. That's uh, like winning the Powerball, the Omega Bowl, uh, with those type of odds. Uh, of course, uh, they happen occasionally. Uh, somebody get lucky. That's it. And it's 16, uh, pick 16 winners. You know, uh, most people have a tough time picking five or six, rather less 16. Exactly. Or even three for that matter. Anyway, time to take another break here. Trying to get uh, our coach on the line uh, here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 here on Bayou Sports. Stick with us. We'll be back with more. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Jacob Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to JacobLandryForLouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to JacobLandryForLouisiana.com and register now to join us. For about the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on this big hump day, uh, September 20th. And on the line with us is Coach uh, Audie Laosa. Coach, uh, welcome to the show. And uh, last week uh, you journeyed up to Slidell, uh, didn't have a lot of success, but uh, um, your kids are uh, looking forward to another game. Uh, you have a home game uh, finally after being on the road the past two weeks. You'll take on Lake Arthur. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about last week's game, then uh, head on into uh, a little bit about the Lake Arthur team you'll face uh, Friday night. Yeah, you know, the big positive from last week's game was our uh, fullback, Caden Bourgeois, uh, gained uh, 170 yards on the ground. So, you know, that's his third week in a row with a hundred yards rushing and uh he's kind of our workhorse on on offense being our only senior in the backfield and um you know it's just uh it's just tough, you know, week in and week out. We're going on the field with, you know, mostly sophomores and freshmen. Uh, we started two eighth graders on defense last week and, and we're playing against junior heavy and senior heavy teams and you know, but our, our guys are, are meeting the challenge, they're getting better every week and and they keep pushing forward, you know, nobody's hanging their head. I think we all kind of understand the situation and and the uh you know, the work we put in now is going to pay off in the long run. <clears throat> Coach, what I remember from Saturday's conversation that your team finished strong, uh, didn't uh, let down after uh, falling behind early. Right, absolutely. You know, we scored two second half touchdowns and uh you know, they, they what we did in the second half was we committed to playing full speed. You know, young guys tend to hesitate some, don't quite know what to do, but they played full speed and they saw that when they play full speed, even when they make mistakes, it can turn into good things. So, you know, we've carried that over into practice this week. Our, our tempo in practice has, has raised up a notch, and, and we're going to just continue to improve week in and week out. Coach, uh, you take on Lake Arthur. They were seemingly, at least uh, the score would indicate, dominated by Generette. Uh, what, do you, what do you take away from that game and maybe some other film you've seen? Well, I tell you, Lake, Lake Arthur is going to they, – they propose a, lot of, propose a lot of problems for us. You know, they – they're a junior heavy team. They have maybe six seniors, but they have 13 juniors. Uh, I think at, at any time there's only two sophomores on the field on offense or defense. They have great speed and, uh, and big, big size on the line. Uh, they, they have three quarterbacks. One of them kind of likes to throw the long ball. One of them likes to run and one of them's a little more accurate in, in the pocket. So, you know, we, we've had to prepare for all three quarterbacks this week and, 
you know, they, they're going to come in here, uh, ready, ready for revenge from last year because we kind of had, had our way with them last year. So it's going to be a tough night for us Thursday night. Is that at all a bit of a rivalry, uh, there along, uh, that Highway 14 corridor? Well, I, th- I tell you, I think it used to be, uh, and we hadn't played them probably in, in close to six or seven years. So we, we put them on the schedule for this go round. And I think it's very similar schools, you know, so it's a pretty good matchup. Uh, especially when, when both schools are, are at the same, you know, grade level there. They're a little bit older than us this year. Gotcha. Any other uh, takeaways from last week's game? I know uh, you, you had a little bit of a family reunion there as well. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a great weekend. You know, I got to see family that I, I don't often get to see living on this side of the state. My brother came in from Chicago, so uh, it was great to spend time with them and their kids, all my nieces and nephews, and, you know, um, I, I'm just impressed as far as takeaways from the game. I'm impressed with our guys and the fact that we come away with positive things to build on every week, even even in these tough times we're going through with a young team. Anything fans need to know about uh, Friday night's home game? All right, Thursday night, Thursday night oh. home game. Uh, you know, we just gotta just gotta pack the stands and uh, keep getting behind our guys and and just have a good time in Delcom like we always do. Okay, so it is Thursday night. My schedule shows yes, Friday. Yes, it'll be Thursday night. Very good. Well, I'm I'm glad uh, we talked to you then today, uh, and uh, I'll remind you no uh, Saturday show for me. So uh, sleep sleep in uh, Saturday. Gotcha. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> take care, Coach. Always a pleasure. All right, thanks, guys. Uh huh. You're welcome, Artie. Good luck. Yeah, uh, I'll Coach Artie Laosa uh, with the Delcom Panthers, and uh, I won't. Uh, I wonder, he said the bourgeois kid ran for 170 yards. It was his third game this year to run over 100 yards, I do believe. Uh, yeah. I wonder what size that young man is uh, in that course. You know, he lost some fine athletes off that team, that Delcom team last year, uh, Parker LeBlanc and Jax Wiggins, too, that come to mind. Uh, their quarterback and a running back also. Uh, Wiggins played a little linebacker, too, for him. But uh, two fine players, uh for Delcom uh, Panthers last uh, few years. And uh, multi-athletes played uh, multiple sports in football along with uh, basketball and uh, baseball. So, uh, you yeah, know. And, again, uh, young team. And um, I just got a message from Coach Hudson. He's going to try and check in with us in about five minutes. Okay. So All appreciate right. Appreciate that. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, getting back to um, that team, um, young team, and the, the way he sounds about their attitude He's going to have a future with these young kids. Yeah, playing two eighth graders on defense. Yeah. He, he remarked, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think he said, like, uh, I don't know if it's he or Coach Hudson said that they had six seniors and three juniors on the team, and the rest of the squad made up a sophomore as a freshman. And <laughs> looks right now he's playing a couple eighth graders with great experience for a couple youngsters uh, to get uh, playing time as an eighth grader. And uh, the biggest thing about uh, with any uh, sport as you get acclimated to it is just slowing the game down. It, uh, it seems like as an eighth grader, I'm, I'm sure they're thinking kids are running uh, 90 miles an hour past them. But uh, it's just part of the process. And getting that experience uh, for the Delcom Panthers uh, in the long run is going to pay dividends for Coach Laos, as he I think he was the one that mentioned to us he had six seniors and three juniors that made up the squad and uh, the rest were sophomores and freshmen. And yeah. lo and behold, this morning he mentions uh, a couple of eighth graders hit the field for him against uh, Pope John Paul II over in Slidell over the weekend. But uh, anyway, uh, Delcom Panthers take on uh, Lake Arthur, who Generette uh, beat last week, I think, 34 or 32 32 nothing. nothing. And, and again, uh, you, you, a score doesn't always tell you the story, True. but uh, usually <laughs> – Something that dominating tells you that uh, Lake Arthur is not having their best year. No, you're right about that. And, of course, uh, looking at our uh, pocket guide uh, available at uh, sponsors around the area, too, uh, with Generette. Uh, they, they, did play them in Generette. Of course, Generette, as we mentioned earlier, goes to uh, Centerville to take on uh, the Bulldogs uh, Friday night, along with other games happening in the area uh, with that. So, uh, of course, uh, we're hoping maybe to have uh, Coach Rick Hudson on in the next few moments uh, with that. Uh, as we missed him earlier, he got tied up uh, with uh, school. Uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, Jeff, the Saints uh, journey to Green Bay this weekend to take on the Packers. Uh, we'll see if Jordan Love uh, can continue 
Uh, of course, uh, love uh, the Packers uh, one and one on the year. Uh, the Saints two and zero. Let's see if this. I'm trying to recall the last time. I think it was uh, 2013 also, where the Saints uh, where they won their first two games of the year and then came back uh, to win uh, their. Uh, uh, next game, I can't remember how far out they did, but the Packers are a two-point pick in that game up in Green Bay. Of course, it will not be the frozen tundra. No. Uh, not at all. It looked like a cool night in Chicago last night, but it was also raining. So uh, it's going to be pleasant weather, okay. I, I would imagine. Yeah, with that, uh, let's see if I see that. They're talking about uh, uh, the high of about 69 uh, up in uh, Green Bay. Well, it's a little cool for this time of year. Yeah, but, but, lower 57. But not out of uh, line. But you're ready, 57% uh, chance of uh, showers mm. uh, up there. So uh, with that. We anyway. may have Coach uh, Hudson on the line. Let's go to the phones and say hi. You're in the air. Hey, Jeff. Sorry I missed you guys earlier. Oh, that's quite all right, Coach. Uh, welcome to the show. Appreciate you able to get on with us. Of course, uh, Adam Baptist. A uh, big game this weekend. Uh, of course, you're on the road again, as I mentioned. Uh, the first six games, you're on the road five games. Of course, you journey to Franklin to take on Handsome Memorial this weekend. Is that correct? Yeah, and, and they got a really good football team, averaging about 45 points a game. Uh, got an outstanding quarterback in uh, Ethan Judice, who is, a, I think, a Louisiana Tech commit in uh, baseball. Uh, and they've got uh, several other really good skill kids. Lauren Wells is a... Uh, wide receiver, defensive back that uh, uh, has made big plays in, in all of their first three games. Real good. Coach, if you could uh, recap uh, last week's uh, road game uh, taking on St. John. Well, you know, we played without Parker again last week. Uh, I think we're going to have him back this week. But, uh, uh, you know, it kind of limits us a little bit. Uh, he's, he's probably the best passer that we have. And uh, we had some opportunities in the passing game last week and didn't make some connections that would have definitely – changed the flow of the game, uh, especially early in the game. We had some some opportunities that we weren't able to take advantage of. Uh, and and they are a very good uh, wing T team. And uh, it was 12 to nothing at halftime. And, and uh, ultimately, they just wore us down in the second half when we couldn't make first downs on, on offense. There you go. How's uh, Parker's health uh, for this week or any other injury uh, updates? Well, uh, we'll get Parker back, but we're going to have two offensive linemen out this week. Uh, got another lineman that will be undergoing uh, concussion protocol. Mm. Uh, probably be out this week and possibly next week, too. And then uh, Justin Swear, who was uh, who was starting for us on the offensive line and sometimes playing defensive line, has a shoulder injury that will probably have him out of this week's game. Coach, uh, Coach Williams, uh, your trainer, uh, you've been keeping him busy, huh? Too busy. I, I like I like it when John's bored. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, uh, you you play on, and you know we we talked to Coach Lauza a moment ago, and uh, talking about his youth movement. Uh, hopefully, you've got uh, some young players who are ready to step up. Well, all we've got right now on the offensive line is young players. Uh, you know, we've got uh, twelve linemen this year that are working uh, working with us, and don't have a single senior. So. Uh, you know, it makes it a little tougher this year, but it's good for the future. There you go. Coach, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this situation with the LHSA on uh, incoming freshmen uh, coming from out of uh, the school district, so to speak, and uh, the controversy that's involved there. But it, it, it threw me uh, as an issue. I, I didn't think that was an issue. If you're a first-time freshman, uh, I think you would be able to play anywhere. Right, that was a, a real change that they made last year, and uh, um, you know, it's, it's it, you know, ten years ago, if you asked me a rule about the LHSA, I could tell you with about ninety-five percent certainty that uh, what the rule was, and I'd be right. Now, uh, sometimes I, I have to go back and check. Now, how do, what did they vote on in January? Because it seems like we have more and more changes every year. Uh, again, I didn't think that was a, that big of a deal. But uh, apparently, uh, apparently, there's some wording in there that uh, was unclear. Understood. Anything else going on on campus you want to share? Oh, volleyball's in full swing. Uh, they they played at Westgate yesterday. They play Nish here tomorrow at our school, uh, and uh, cross country is going all the way to Ruston for a meet this week. So, uh, all the fall sports are are chugging right along. Real good. 
Coach, appreciate you joining us. Uh, I'll remind you, if I didn't already know, uh, show Saturday morning, but we'll look forward to uh, checking in with you again next Wednesday. Sounds good. Thank good. you very much. All right, good uh, luck you, to you, Coach, coach against uh, Hanson. Anyway, Coach uh, Rick Hudson of the uh, Highland Baptist Bears, uh, of course, uh, he playing with youth uh, again. So uh, that's kind of tough, you know, for a school uh, as, uh, you know, both schools, not real big schools to draw from kids, but uh, uh, tough jobs, but uh, finding a way to play for a lot of these kids and getting a lot of experience, it, it adds up too. Anyway, time to take our next break here on Bayou Sports. Uh, you're listening to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We've got a little bit more to talk about along with today in sports history right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board-certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy-guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at Danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, hump day, Wednesday, September 20th. And uh, college football this weekend, of course, the LSU Tigers entertain the Arkansas Razorbacks up in Tigers Stadium uh, in a big ball game, LSU 17-and-a-half-point pick. Louisiana Tech, uh, they head to uh, Nebraska to take on the Cornhuskers. Uh, Tech is two and two on the year. Uh, Nebraska one and two. Nebraska three touchdown pick. The Cajuns uh, will finally be at home after being on the road for two weeks with a big win last week up in Birmingham. Uh, uh, the Cajuns uh, take on Buffalo uh, over Cajun Field. Uh, they're a slight favorite in that game. Uh, about, I think about ten points. Uh, eight and a half. It's down to as Buffalo comes in zero and three. The Cajuns, of course, two and one. As we mentioned, Tulane takes on. Uh, 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 Nickel State, the Colonels over in New Orleans with a 6 o'clock kickoff. Uh, uh, of course, LSU and Arkansas uh, forgot to uh, render. I uh, believe that's a uh, – I don't think that's a SEC network game uh, quickly. It's an ESPN game uh, with a kickoff being uh, set for uh, 6 o'clock. Uh, Saturday evening. Uh, the big game of the weekend, uh, I feel, there's two or three of them, but uh, it's Ohio State taking on Notre Dame, uh, which should be an interesting contest, too. As I mentioned earlier in the week, I don't think Notre Dame's beat Ohio State since the 30s uh, when uh, uh, Andy Pildy, who was a former Tulane coach, 
caught the winning touchdown pass in a game uh, against uh, uh, Ohio State, the Buckeyes, to win that game. Uh, uh, elsewhere, uh, we'll see how what uh, what Alabama can do if they're going to find a quarterback. Uh, 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 Coach Saban was rotating quarterbacks uh, against South Florida last weekend. Barely get, gets by South Florida, seventeen to three. But they take on Ole Miss. Uh, should be an interesting contest. Uh, two top uh, twenty uh, teams. Uh, of course, the other match. I think a lot of eyes will be on this coming uh, Saturday at two uh, thirty as Colorado journeys to number ten Oregon to take on uh, uh, the Ducks. Of course, Colorado with Coach Prime, uh, Oregon. Hard to believe they're a three touchdown pick in this game in the over and under 70 and a half. Uh, so interesting, uh, some interesting games this week, uh, uh with that. So, um, uh, follow your, your team, of course. The Cajuns back at home. Let's see if they can uh, build on that record for coach, uh, New Iberia native, uh, Mike Desimo. Elsewhere today in sports history on this date, September 20th, back in 1911, the Yankees set a team record as they commit 12 errors. Uh, in a doubleheader, of course, at 1911, the Yankees, I don't think, were called the Yankees. And I think they were still the Highlanders until about 1913. Also on this date, one of the uh, great uh, matches uh, in the U.S. Open golf and back in 1913 as uh, Francis Quimat wins his only open title in an 18-hole playoff. Of course, uh, he was five strokes ahead of the Britons, Harry Varden, along with Ted Ray course uh, the greatest game ever played it make it look like they had a big playoff there they did have a playoff uh for the u.s open title but uh, uh francis we met with his 10 year old caddy uh ended winning that uh match by uh, five strokes also on this date 1919 legendary slugger babe ruth ties uh, nate williamson's you ready uh, there were 27 home runs with a ninth inning blast that was the record for home runs uh, uh that particular time of the baseball uh, that was the highest total hit also in this day 1922 future hall of famer second baseman rogers hornsby ends his hitting streak of 33 games hornsby hit 4-1 that year had 42 homers and 152 rbis uh for the cards that year went on to hit 400 two more times also in this day 1924 carl mays is the first pitcher to win 20 games uh in for three different teams uh each season. Also in this date, uh, former uh, Hall of Famer Grover Cleveland Alexander with the Cubs beats the Giants to win his 300th game. Of course, he went on to win 300-plus games uh, for multiple teams, the Phillies, the Cubs, the Cards. Also in this date, 1931, uh, Lou Gehring has four RBIs to break his uh, route of 175 RBIs. He went on to knock in 184 runs that year. Of course, on this date, also in 1932, the Cubs clinched the NL pennant on this date. Elsewhere, in 1933, of course, they played in the World Series that year, and that was supposedly the the World Series that Babe Ruth called his shot in that there's still a lot of dispute on that back in 32. Elsewhere in this date, 1933, the Pittsburgh Steelers play their first NFL game. They lose. They called the Pirates back then. They lose 23-2 with the Rooney family. Elsewhere on this date, 1939, Joe Lewis puts down Bob Pastor, uh, knocks him down five times before 11th round t- uh, KO. Uh, of course, Joe Lewis uh, defended his title, I think, 25, 26 times, the Brown Bomber. Anyway, also on this date, 1951, Major League owners elect uh, NL President Ford Frick as the third baseball commissioner, succeeding Kennesaw Mountain Landis and Happy Chandler. Also in this date, 1953, Ernie Banks. It's his first major league home run for the Cubs out of uh, the Fred and the Confines. Also in this date, 1955, Willie Mays is the seventh player to hit 50 home runs in a season. Of course, we all know Babe Ruth did it uh, the first time. Elsewhere in this date, in 1961, Roger Maris hits home run number 59, barely missing number 60 in game 154. Of course, uh, Mr. Ford Frick had put on it an asterisk if he didn't hit uh, 60 uh, home runs by game 154 on that year. Also, uh, on this date, 1968, uh, Mickey Mantle, as I mentioned earlier, hit his 536 home run. Uh, also, on this date, 1973, Willie Mays announces his retirement at the end of the 1970 season, 73 season. Of course, the Sehe kid uh, retired from baseball, playing with the Mets uh, back in New York. Also, on this date, 1980, George Brett goes 0 for 4, dropping his average below 400 for good during the regular season. 
Also on this date, 1984, the Cubs break 2 million in home attendance. Of course, the Cubs go on to win the division and play in the LCS or would lose to the Padres. Also in this date, 1987, Chicago running back Walter Payton scores his record 107th rushing TD for the Bears in uh, a game that day. Also in this date in 2013, Alex Rodriguez sets a record on baseball, hit his 24th Grand Slam homer uh, for the Yankees. He ended up with 26 Grand Slams. I still believe that is the record. He beat Lou Gehrig, who had hit 23, I think, for the Yankees. Also on this date uh, uh, in 2021, excuse me, uh, Salvador Perez hits his 46th homer to break Johnny Bench's record, most home runs recorded by a catcher during a regular season. Elsewhere on this date in 2022, Kenyan Eluid Kipchoge breaks his own world record for the marathon. He ran a 26 miles, 385 yards in two minutes, uh, uh, two hours, one minute, and nine seconds over in Berlin. Uh, while his previous record was uh, 30 seconds uh, faster or slower. Elsewhere, birthdays on this day. Born in 1917, the old cigar-smoking Boston Garden coach, Red Arbach, would have celebrated a birthday today. Born in 1917, of course, Red Arbach passed away in 2006. He was a a Hall of Fame coach, general manager of the Celtics, nine-time NBA champion, born in Brooklyn, New York. Also passing away on this day uh, was, in 2019, was Howard Hapalong Cassidy, the Hall of Fame Heisman Trophy winner of 1955 uh, with Ohio State, uh, an NFL championship in 57, uh, where he scored a a big touchdown for the I want to say he was playing with the uh, Lions back then. He dies at 85. Quote of the day, I'm going to go back to uh, Red Arbach. As Red Arbach uh, said, do what you do best and you will uh, turn out okay. And also, when I see that quote, I think of John Wooden. A lot of people, John Wooden had a strange way. He never would look at game film of the other teams. He practiced his team, his Bruins, what they did best and this uh, – and he did quite well as he won 10 national championships at UCLA in his tenure. But he was there like uh, 20, uh, not quite 15, 18 years before he won his first one uh, way back in 1964 with the, uh, the Gail Goodridge and Walt Hazard in that crowd. Anyway, that's today in sports history here on a big uh, hump day, September 20th, Jeff. And don't know if you might have seen anything to come along uh, later on this morning. Nothing yet. Um, just a real quick look at uh, some recent headlines and not seeing anything uh, new other than Rafael Nadal uh, letting uh, Novak uh, Djokovic uh, know that he is the GOAT and it's indisputable. <laughs> there you go. Once again, thanks to our guest today, Artie Laiuzzo over at Delcom Rick Hudson at Highland Baptist. And as always, big thanks to our sponsors, Bayou Sports, brought to us by... Schwing Insurance Agency, the Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Hedekin Payne Center, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative, district number 49.